Thank you for listening to the Divine Nobodies Podcast with Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe so you never miss a show. If you're on Instagram, please follow us at Divine Nobodies Podcast and join our ever-growing community of lightworkers and spiritual visionaries. Together, we can raise the frequency of our planet and bring in a new era of awakening and inner standing. Welcome to our tribe. And now your hosts, Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. Mercury retrograde. We're still here, Jen. We're still here. I know. We made it. Yeah, we're still pushing through. I woke up this morning and uh, I was speaking to my roommate and he just looked up at me. He's like, hey, are you going to seize the day? Carpe diem. And I started actually really thinking about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, we all know what that means. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking about it, like seizing the day. We go about our lives spending so much time trying to seize the day. What about what about me? Like maybe maybe what happens when the day seizes you? Oh man, the like day why, seizes me all the time. Like why can't the day seize me? I'm worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we're always trying to chase after this seizing of the day. Yeah. When I hear we you. should have the day kind of come after us every once in a while. Yeah. You know? I feel, I feel like the day just tackles me every day. Really? <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends. It yeah. depends. I'd like to look at the day as like having a loving, sort of compassionate heart. Yeah. So when the day seizes me, it's just more of like a, this like loving embrace. Yeah. You know it's saying? more like an asshole brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, an asshole brother. But this feels like this toxic relationship always having to chase the day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's like, wh- why can't it just be available to us? And why can't it just be like there when you want to seize it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. We have a really special guest here in the studio with us, Jen. We do. We do. So after years of searching for optimal health and trying different diets and different routines, she decided to get a formal education in health. So after graduating from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, she began practices in health coaching. So we'd like to welcome today Audra Bear, our holistic health coach. Thank you so much for having me today. Yay! How are you doing, Audra? I'm doing great. Thank you. I love you. The, the Audra, the bear. What did that one, when did that come about? That's actually my birth name. Bear. Get out of here, yeah, really? Yeah, that's my real name, first and last name. How cool. Oh, I'm over here thinking that it was like one of those names that like a guru gives to you after you complete like your Aquarian level two with Kundalini Yoga. I know. Yeah. A lot of people think it's my spirit name or my spirit animal, but yeah. it's actually my birth name. So really? yeah. That is cool. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a very Native American cool name. Yeah, yeah, you must have some pretty cool parents. The whole then. bear family. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you guys give bear hugs? I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's a grandfather now, so he goes by the name of Papa Bear. Papa oh, Bear. so cute. Yeah, and then Mama oh. Bear. Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh that's the gosh. family. That's precious. Do yeah. you guys ever like uh, come come home one day and see somebody in your kitchen table eating the porridge? No. Oh my gosh. No. (laughs) People joke about, oh my gosh, I've heard everything my whole life. Yeah. We had different dogs named like Gummy Bear and Yogi Bear and definitely played off of that. Yeah. 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 You can get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah, you really Mm -hmm. can. I well, like that's it. cool. Yeah. I'm glad that that's uh, your your actual real name. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty powerful. Fun. It's mm-hmm. very intentional too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually has a powerful meaning between the two names that I have. Yeah. So Audra, A-U is the chemical symbol for gold. Oh, wow. So the A-U is the gold. And then the R-A, you guys probably know, is the Egyptian god of light. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So R-A wow. is the light or the sunlight. Yeah. So the golden sunlight bearer is how I see it. 
Oh, very cool. That is awesome. Yeah, what a great name. What My a name powerful sucks. name. Yeah, <laughs> it probably has deeper meaning. You just have to look in it different ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think everything has a meaning. Yeah, I remember going on Urban Dictionary a long time ago looking up my name because my name's Eric. And, you know, I, just for funsies, because then you go on Urban Dictionary, they got a bunch of crazy shit on there. And yeah. Said, Eric is a mentally retarded cat. <laughs> No that, way. Um, <laughs> likes to jump across uh, rooftops of homes and it, its tail does this sort of helicopter motion which allows it to fly. <laughs> that's an Eric? Yeah. I've and, never uh, heard of that. I've never heard that yeah, either. That's the, the, but I really it, like but it. It was, it was a mentally retarded cat is what it said in Urban <laughs> Dictionary. Well, that's know. funny because my brother's name is Eric. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. So he's Eric Bear. <laughs> oh, Eric Bear. So there you go. So that's interesting you brought that description up. Yeah. Is it with a C or a CK or a K? Oh, very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say like, oh, when people talk about me in America, I'm like, hey, hey, who was with Ariel? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who was yeah. with Ariel? That's Prince true. Eric. Yeah, no? that's right. Exactly. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're going, we got a lot of ground to cover. We want to bring you on because uh, you study a, a practice that I've really been into for a long time and something that really changed my life during pretty pivotal moments in my life, which is breath work. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so I wanted to just first start off because we actually have a series of questions I wanted to ask you. But how does breath work make you feel first? Oh, there's so many different things. And it's so interesting that you asked that because I asked this question on my Instagram the other night and yeah. it was a whole list of, you know, what people say it is. For me, it's it's peace. It's calm, but also energy. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it's bringing it back to myself. Yeah. And the way that I see it is like, there's so many things in our world that's pulling us away. There's distractions, there's stimulation, there's all these things stressing us out. And it's like, when you come back to your breath or practice your breath, it's like nothing really matters. Yeah. It's just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if everybody, and that's, that's really beautiful. So for people that aren't familiar with it at this point, can you explain what breath work is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Breathwork is an umbrella term for conscious controlled breathing. So um, it's basically a new term for an ancient technique that has been around for thousands of years. You know, pranayama Mm -hmm. is ancient uh, Sanskrit word for prana, which means life force, and yama, which means um, basically control. Mm -hmm. So it stands for life force or life energy control. Mm But that word also can translate to breath. So it's breath control. So in the West, you know, there's so many different ways that people practice. You can practice fast. You can practice slow through the mouth, through the nose, like hundreds of different techniques. But in a nutshell, it's just you controlling your breath in certain ways and certain patterns um, to create a number of outcomes. Yeah. And yeah. What are those outcomes typically that happen when people go into breathwork? I know it's like a spreads all across the board because mm-hmm. I also practice breathwork. But when you're with your clients and you're going through this breathwork, what are what are some of those outcomes? Well, breathwork is it affects you on all levels. It's not just the body. Mm-hmm. So we have our mind, body, and emotions. And so on a mental level, there's different things that happen. Like, you know, you could. Um, get different thoughts. It kind of turns off that overthinking part of your mind and it helps you to kind of just tap into like the way your mind really wants to think instead of just overthinking all the time. So it calms down your mind, calms down worry, calms down anxiety, you know, those mental chatters. Um, On a physical level, it's stimulating on a lot of different ways. So you could experience um, a sense of ease and relaxation. 
Um, and it also just helps to boost your immune system and detoxify the body. You know, there's so many different physical aspects. And then there's the emotional side, mm-hmm. which I think is really huge, um, that it helps to really release any stored or trapped emotions. So a lot of times people feel emotional when they're doing breath work. Mm-hmm. Now you could feel sad, you could feel angry, you could feel all these different things, but it really just helps you to release what's already there. Yeah, I've only had one experience with breath work, and I yeah. I was at Lightning in a Bottle, mm. and uh, and it was with Starbuck Rob. You may even know him because he's in LA. Yeah, um, and it was the first and only breath work class I'd ever gone to, and I thought it was really cool because it was like on the water, and there was a ton of people. There was probably fifty people there, yeah. and um, I had my husband there, and you know we're like doing our thing, and there were people around us that were just like in tears, like just mm-hmm. started crying, and. Um, and then other people that like completely passed out. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> just everybody had a different yeah. a different response and I thought it was really, really cool. I kind of went into like this, um, I don't want to call it a dream state, but kind of like, I don't know, more like a hypnosis. Yeah. 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 It was really cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that you commonly um, see in people that do breath work in the classes? Because the reason why I ask is like, what she's, I think what you're referring to, Jen, like, because this is something that I've actually experienced myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through a breathwork um, class. I used to go um, at this studio in Santa Monica. And it was during this cacao, cacao, cacaloween is the name of the event. Cacaloween? Oh, wow. That's how cute is that? Like, That's tor- so cute. Yeah, clever. Like Torquem G, he was one of the sound healers that was kind of facilitating that event, um, led that. And I was sitting down. And I think uh, the reason why the cacao part comes into it is because you ingest cacao mm-hmm. and uh cacao seems to be work really really well with breath work or at least like that sort of breathing technique that i had and like mm-hmm. i started feeling that sort of like separation between myself and my spirit mm. and i started researching more about it and it seems to happen to a lot of people that engage in sort of holotropic breathing mm-hmm. you know and uh i would say that that sort of process has been very psychedelic in my experience yeah and i started reading up about it yeah. and they say that like you can create if you're doing it a certain way this sort of endogenous dimethyltryptamine response in your brain that is very similar to what people experience on things like plant medicine mm-hmm. and it can sometimes feel like a really mystical type of experience is yeah. that something that you commonly see yeah well a lot of people don't realize is that DMT, the dimethyltryptamine, is actually created and stored within the lungs. Mm -hmm. And so people travel all over the world to find plant medicines that will give them this out-of-body psychedelic experience. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we have this already inside of us. Mm -hmm. And you can access those same places. You know, it may take a while for you to get there and to even be comfortable enough to go Mm -hmm. in those places. But, like, we have it all within us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. And actually, I uh, when you said that you didn't know why breath work went kind of hand in hand with cacao, and I was thinking that chocolate is actually um, naturally increases norepinephrine, mm-hmm. and that is the hormone that is uh, is activated during breath work. So mm-hmm. yeah, so and chocolate is just like full of norepinephrine. Oh yeah, and so it really as helped. A natural substance. And it really helped to kind of ground into the space. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this, I know this is my experience with breath work. Depending on what type of breath work it is, um, you're basically like not hyperventilating. I, I don't know if you would consider it hyperventilating, but you're sort of like reducing the amount of oxygen that you're taking in. Mm-hmm. And there's like a certain thing that happens after a certain point where you start to feel this sort of 
this heightened response. And I notice people that do it, sometimes they have to grab onto something, maybe like a stone or, or, or a crystal yeah. in order to keep them grounded here. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember at the very, very beginning when I did my first uh, breathwork class, it almost, I almost had a what felt like almost like a panic attack because there's this feeling that uh, you're about to either leave your body or you start to feel sort of like this buzzing in your entire body. Yeah. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? That's exactly what I experienced. I was like, wondering if I was going to astral project. I was like, mm, yeah. am I going to stay in my body? This is crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely had moments yeah. like that too, yeah. where I'm like holding on. It's normally when I do really slow breathing though, Eric, yeah. you were going to, were talking about that, but like the really long holds, like one mm-hmm. breath a minute. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when it starts to get really intense for me. Yeah. yeah. But everyone's different. Some people need that fast breath to keep them going and keep their attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have these amazing experiences, but some people just need the slower breath. Yeah. Do you do the breath work that you do? Is it the one I'm familiar with is you're, you're breathing out of your chest for one breath and then you're breathing out of your, you're, you're breathing through your stomach on another one. So you're going from like basically two breaths like the, mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I call it the three part breath. Really? So you have the two part inhale, one mm. part exhale, right? So, oh, okay. so the way that I teach it is belly, chest, exhale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you demo it? Yeah. Okay. So you can place one hand on your heart or mm-hmm. and one hand on your belly. Yeah. And I normally teach it for my first class to people to breathe through their mouth because it's a bigger hole and it's just easier for a lot of people. So breathing into the mouth, expand your belly. So you want to push it out on that first inhale, like you're inflating a balloon in your belly. Mm-hmm. Second inhale into the chest and you're lifting and raising your chest and your shoulders and then exhale with a big sigh. You want to try that a few times? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do that a few times. Okay. So put your hands on your chest and your belly. So breathe into your belly. Breathe into your chest. Let it out with a sigh. <sighs> belly. Chest. Let it out. One more time. Belly. Chest. Exhale. Feels good. I'm freaking out, Jen. I'm freaking out. <laughs> this like, usually happens really... after like 10 minutes. Then yeah. you kind of start feeling things. Yeah. 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 Like you absolutely do start feeling things. So mm-hmm. anybody who hasn't tried it, highly recommend five stars. It's good. Yeah. I used... um, but this is really similar to Joe Dispenza's pineal gland um, meditation. Mm-hmm. So he, he talks about um, the same type of technique to um, pull the cerebral spinal fluid from the, from the, base of your spine to your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does the same type of breath, but continues um, after you breathe into your chest, he has you like breathe into your throat and then into your head. Oh, so yeah. you keep to pulling keep it up. Keep pulling the energy up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I've done that meditation a couple of times. And actually that's the one that um, Gemma Goddess did. And she said that she like went into a blissful state for like a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. sort of like this, this random bout of samadhi that came from that experience and that was that meditation where he was like in space <laughs> oh yeah yeah he does that Genesis. yeah he does do that yes. how much space can you take up space or something yeah. yeah i've been doing his meditations lately yeah that's interesting you said that yeah so try that one um mm-hmm. at the pineal gland meditation um and you can just like get it from youtube i mean that's where i get it right yeah yeah, yeah. and it's on gaia too yeah the interesting thing that you mentioned about when you're slowing the breath down so much mm-hmm Right, and this may not be as intense as uh, maybe the the constant three breath 
over and over and over again for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Yeah. But I noticed for me, um, something I discovered, I want to say at least three to three to four years ago when I would be in meditation, I would sit in meditation. I'm in my lotus pose and I get to this, this place where like I'm barely breathing, like mm. very, very subtly breathing. And I'd always have these sort of mystical experiences around that time. And I read it, um, read a few books, and it got me into um, just researching what's it about, what what it's about. And I ran across like this Zen monk that was talking about meditation, and he was talking about like we have that sort of like I guess clinical terminology or the pharmacology of dimethyltryptamine being mm-hmm. the DMT in our brain. But in to Zen Buddhist monks thousands of years ago, they actually called it the death hormone. They actually, oh, yeah, because they, it's released when you die. Exactly, yeah. yeah, and that's what they called it. They thought it was sort of like the bridge between our physical sort of reality and that sort of like spiritual dimension that we enter into after death. Mm-hmm. And it's really compelling because he was talking about plant medicine um, because a lot of those Zen Buddhist monks really got into uh, got into that. And they, he was he was asked in that interview like, well what is it about the mystical state? He says, that's the closest you can get to death without actually dying because it slows down your, your, your body. It slows down your breathing. And of course there are other things that are going along with that. But Mm -hmm. the fact that like you, you slow down your breathing so much that you're almost tricking your body into thinking that it's almost like dying. It's almost like experiencing this sort of death. Yeah. And astral projection is pretty much the same thing. Cause the the veil is getting thin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that it's interesting to see like the correspondence with how things like plant medicine, how things with breathing, how things with meditation, they all go together, mm-hmm. you know, because you have pranayama and you have like uh, Buddhism and you have even certain areas of Christianity where meditation and breath work are like pretty pivotal parts. Yeah. But it's just interesting how it seems. I mean, it's obviously coming, becoming more popular now, but surprise not. And not a whole lot of people um, are aware of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, not yet. What I thought was really cool when I was kind of like looking for more information about breathwork is in the last five years, um, Google has registered it um, as being searched six times more than it was five years ago. That's amazing. So, yeah, I thought that that was super, super interesting. Yeah. And I think uh, David Lynch, you know, David Lynch, he's like mm-hmm. one of those, uh, he's a filmmaker. He wrote yeah. uh Blue Velvet. Yeah. He's really, he's actually, and he's very big advocate for holotropic breathing. Yeah. You know, and he's like a pretty well-known fellow. (laughs) Yeah. People are getting a lot more in, into it. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that people have this, uh, affinity to looking more towards breath work now? I think we're just more of an open-minded maybe generation. Yeah. And so we're willing to try a lot of things. And especially if you've been in like the spiritual community or kind of seeking for a while, you've probably tried a lot of different types of things like meditation and yoga and all of that. And it's, it's almost like breath work is kind of all of that in one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah. yeah. And it makes total sense. And it's very, it's within reach, you know, it's like, it's one thing. The, the reason why I feel like stuff like that is becoming more widespread is because we have clinical uh, sort of medicine failing a lot of people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people are like taking drugs and people are tired of all of the side effects that come along with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think people nowadays are turning to more like holistic methods in order to try and get that sort of health. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and there and there actually was a study in 2016 
um, done at University of Pennsylvania about depression and yeah. breath work. Um, so they they uh, followed these people that did breath work for 12 weeks straight, and they actually had improvements in depression where they were not responding to antidepressants. Mm. So um, it was in a population wow. of people that antidepressants didn't even work for, um, but breath work did, which is yeah. pretty cool. That's that amazing. Cool. And that's like real deal shit. That's a clinical trial. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I feel like the FDA has to be, well, we have to be really careful because when people say that like, like breath work treats something yeah, and the yeah. FDA comes down on what that sort of thing. Mm -hmm, so they have yeah. to be really subliminal about like what type of yeah. you know, benefits yeah. it has. FDA has yeah. been like that for a long time though, with yeah. even diets and cleanses and things. You can't ever call something a cure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing's a cure. Even like <laughs> everything's a treatment. Nothing's a cure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Unless so, it's pharmaceutical. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you don't want the FDA to know about it. So you just kind of keep it under the rug. Yeah. That's how like Kratom tea is the same thing. Yeah. People, it's like a miracle plant for a lot of people, but you know, a lot of people are keeping it kind of hush hush because the second FDA gets a hold of it, yeah. it get crazy. I mean, but there's a, it, that's a double-edged sword too, right? Because yeah. then there's some people that really take advantage of the fact that there isn't really an overseeing agency for, for dietary supplements. That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it, there's a wide range of what you buy in the store. Like you really have to know what you're buying when you're buying dietary stuff. That's true. Um, and buy from like a really reputable company. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of garbage. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's out there. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of garbage, there's uh, there's some areas of um, well, your page I was looking at, and you were talking a lot about detoxing the body with breath work. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in that. How does breathing or breath work do that? Well, what a lot of people don't realize is that 70% of toxins are released just through breathing, mm -hmm. and so people go on all these diets and cleanses and different things like that, and that's fine, but no matter how healthy you eat, if you're not breathing deep, your body actually has to work overtime to cleanse itself and to cleanse its organs. Mm -hmm. So most of the people in today's age in this country are breathing at about 50% capacity. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Seeing how people sit a lot of the time and they don't really, you know, not a lot of people are aware mm -hmm. of their breath. Yeah. But when you think about some of those larger organs in the body, so the brain actually takes 30% of your oxygen supply mm -hmm. and then 20% goes to your digestive system. So that doesn't really leave much for yeah. the rest of your organs or anything else in your body. So this is why a lot of times people are feeling sluggish, tired, anxious, kind of those low vibe feelings mm -hmm. because it's not something that a lot of people are aware of is breathing deep. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, that's a big thing that I teach when it comes to health coaching. You know, you can go on all these diets, that's fine, but it's not until you actually get your breath right and practice mm -hmm. a deep breathing routine mm -hmm. that your body can actually heal itself and start working for you, you know, instead of against yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you think people breathe more often than not? Because I feel like breath work, it's like you're teaching them how to breathe very deeply. Mm -hmm. Our people obviously are taking shallow breaths, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And what and is the catalyst to that? A lot of times backwards too. Really? A lot of times people breathe backwards. You know how I had you put your hand on your belly and breathe yeah. into your belly? Mm -hmm. That's actually the natural way that we're supposed to breathe. Like you can see any child or any baby mm -hmm. and they'll breathe into their belly. They don't care about sucking their stomach in or flexing their abs or anything like that. They'll mm -hmm. just let their stomach kind of inflate and deflate as it needs to. And that's 
one of the best ways that we can get the most oxygen. Mm -hmm. But because of all the stress and everything in our environment these days, it's not just what we can see, but also like toxicity in the air, toxicity in our mm -hmm. food, just EMFs and radiation and all of this unconsciously can put our body in a state of stress. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people are breathing like they're stressed and they're mm -hmm. breathing up and they're breathing shallow and more into their chest and um you can't it's hard to take a full breath mm -hmm. in wow. that state yeah that is totally how i breathe yeah, yeah. jen never noticed that jen. but i do not breathe from it's my stomach so unconscious I, though. I breathe from my chest and i breathe really shallow yeah. yeah so anytime i get sick or any kind of like upper respiratory thing mm -hmm. it will not go away because i don't breathe deep enough to like clear it mm. yeah. so yeah, yeah, it's really unconscious. I feel like it's around the age of like five or six that we start to switch our breathing. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because like that's when a lot of kids go to school. So they're sitting all the time. There's more stress, more pressure. And it's th the body image thing, too. I think a lot mm -hmm. of times for women, it's like you want to suck in or you want to have like a tight core. True. Mm -hmm. So then you're or have even tight pants, like yoga yeah. pants and high waisted jeans and things don't allow you to actually take a full breath into your belly. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true. And there's something to be I said live about in yoga, high waisted yoga pants. Yeah, <laughs> especially since quarantine started. Yeah, yeah. There, there's something to be said about what you mentioned about from childhood, right? Like, because I feel like as a child, you're you're doing your your breathing seems more organic and more natural, right? You're not really too concerned with how to control that because mm -hmm. there's no sort of ideology or concept inside of your mind of you know how you should breathe and how you shouldn't. But it seems like maybe up into the age where we start developing an ego, like a, mm. start developing a sense of self, mm -hmm. yeah, and then that sense of self starts articulating the environment and it starts kind of picking and choosing what it wants to follow and what doesn't, mm -hmm. and it almost seems like that feeling to control. Right, because mm -hmm. the ego wants to control. It mm -hmm. wants to control over its external environment. It wants control over its internal environment. So it's almost like maybe that feeling of having to either hold the breath because of anxiety, or having to breathe a certain way. And just like you said, like having to to suck it in. And I've done that in high school. Yeah, mm. you know, yeah. and that can contribute, I imagine, to a lot of that sort of static and that density that people mm. go through. That tension yeah. in the digestive area. Yeah, it's yeah. that ego. Yeah. The ego comes in and just wants and to ego. control an organic process, it mm. seems like. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The ego's trying to control everything. I know, we're just going around <laughs> controlling shit. <laughs> That's why you got to put it in check. You got to kind of have to, you know, tell yeah. it who's boss. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And be, yeah. be pals with it, you know? But yeah, that's a, it's a really, really interesting thing that you you mentioned. And there's so many things kind of worked into it. Um, Breathwork obviously has a lot of different benefits, but there's also the emotional release component to mm -hmm. it. Right? Yeah. So, I think you talked a little bit about that in, maybe it was in your bio or on your Instagram yeah. about the, um, about the, emotional, the emotional release. Yeah. 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 Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. It? So in traditional Chinese medicine, they talk about how emotions are not just thought they're not nothing they're not in the air they're actually physically stored within our cells and within different organs yeah and so traditional chinese medicine has charts mm -hmm. of where certain emotions are stored within the body mm -hmm. so for instance it's fear is in the kidney and anger is in the liver and Ooh. grief is in the lungs oh wow you can really kind of pinpoint where everything is being stored okay and so emotion is um it, it stands for energy in motion. And if it's not moving, then it can actually get stuck within these organs and cause mm -hmm. discomfort or even worse sometimes if it's not dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so 
energy work and moving energy is a big part of that. Because like I said, you can eat the healthiest diet in the world, but if you're not really looking at your emotions and seeing what's actually stuck in your body, then that can cause problems. Yeah. And so one of the benefits of doing breath work is that it helps to stir up energy. And what it does for a lot of people is that it's almost like an inner therapy session. Like it releases whatever it is that you're holding on to that you may not even know. Yeah. You know, a lot of times what happens when people have classes or sessions with me is that they'll have childhood memories or a random emotion start coming up that they didn't even know they were feeling like anger or they just want to scream and get it out. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly right. I feel like that's yeah. what people need is a space to be able to just cry and release and let it go and move on because yeah. in order to heal anything, you have to feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So coming back to that and just allowing yourself the space to feel. But the thing is we live in a society where we're not taught to process emotion. Another yeah. thing, you know, from, from a very young age, we're taught to suppress. Yeah. Yes, you're mm. absolutely right. And you see it in, if you go to the grocery store, you'll see parents like trying to get their kids to be quiet or stop crying and bribe right. them with food or something like that, you know? So we're taught to just consume, consume, consume and not feel anything. Mm -hmm. And even more as we have, you know, this technology and so much distracting us from ourself that it's just so normal. So having stuck emotion is not rare. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are carrying so much and I feel like all weight is emotional weight. Mm -hmm. And sure. if you can really come back to that core thing, you know, realize what it is that you're holding on to, work through that emotionally, release it, it changes so much on the external. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. I have actually got um, acupuncture before quarantine. And nice. Shit was normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I the reason I went is because I was having a lot of back pain and I have ankylosing spondylitis, so I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I'll not do traditional pharmaceutical medications and I'll try this. And um, it was really interesting when he did my exam, he was just feeling my pulse and he was like, oh, your liver is sluggish and your kidney's sluggish. Whoa. Um, just from feeling my pulse and he was like, oh, you're under a lot of stress. It was like almost like having a fucking psychic reading. Yeah. <laughs> like he was just telling me all kinds of things. Like, what you been that doing? Were, yeah, that were totally accurate. Yeah. Um, so I thought that... It, just talking about Chinese medicine, it made me think yeah. about that experience. And I was like, oh man. Um, but another thing, five stars, highly recommend acupuncture is cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool and it works. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because in the West we think of medicine as just like the body as a machine. Yeah. Like we think, oh, the kidney's off. It needs this medication or this surgery or this operation. Uh -huh. Like, you know, it's just so linear, uh -huh. but in the East they see it as more of like an energy being. Yeah. Like we're not just nothing we're not robots you can't right. just diagnose someone just because they have a symptom right that's but that's true. how we see it in the west and so thinking of a doctor that would check your you know your palm for all these different things yeah. that feels like a psychic that's <laughs> so yeah. backwards for us but that's really yeah. how we are yeah yeah it's the interesting thing and i, I think that's uh, exemplifies kind of mm. the west and this this willingness and want to control everything control everything to, to the extent that you think that you can systematically just sort of like treat every little thing but when you don't have the spirit integrated with that you kind mm -hmm. of miss the bar and you end up treating symptoms and not actual like diseases yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. and uh, bringing it back to 
I feel like the wellness industry is um, has the upper hand right now because we're going through a lot of change and we sort of like witnessing a really special time in our, our society right now, which is like the slow collapse of our government and all of our sort of systems and, and spirituality can fall into that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why um, people are turning more towards holistic medicine, like sound. I do sound healing and you have like energy worker practitioners, cool. like Reiki practitioners and yeah. people like yourself. And there are people that are more open to it now. Like back when I was doing Reiki and, or not Reiki, but sound healing in 2012, it, people enjoyed it. But seeing the the increase and in the number of people that are getting into that sort of community has like rose in like exponentially wow. now more than it ever has. That's amazing. And I, I think it's because um, once the society starts going down these darker and darker paths, you have people that are falling into its darker path, which is unhealthy diets, drug addiction, all these things that are leading people down these really, really like dark spaces. Mm -hmm. And they're turning to professional help in order to help mitigate that or treat that. And they're starting to see all of like these side effects that come along with medication or any level of treatment. And they're saying, this isn't it, Mm -hmm. you know, this isn't helping me get to the core. And right. I think like right now, because we're in that age of sort of Aquarius and enlightenment, people are waking up to a different type of energy. And I think that's the spirit. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like it's just, it's the natural impulse. So we need people like, like yourself that are like teaching this type of medicine yeah. because you're, you're not only emphasizing the body, but you're, you're, you're showing how your spirit is like integrated um, with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not to knock traditional, you know, Western medicine because there are times when it's necessary and you definitely need it, um, especially as that, as it relates to like infections and things like that, um, bacterial in nature and whatever. Um, but it's thinking about the body in a holistic way mm-hmm. where it's it's mind, body, spirit all in the all in the same thought pattern whenever you're providing treatment, yeah. and that's not really something that is taught in medical school in the West. But I think it'd be really interesting. And I like going to doctors, especially Asian doctors that have like a combination of that, that have, um, have teachings in Eastern medicine as well as Western medicine. Yeah. Yeah. That's my personal. It's like when, when COVID first came out, you weren't hearing like, Oh, you need to eat a healthy diet. You need to exercise. This is preventative care. It's like, no. Yeah. Like you didn't hear the government slaying that at all. Joe Rogan actually talked a lot about it. The Hugh too. It's like, why are we just sitting here talking about vaccines? Right. And when we should telling people how to like remain healthy so that their immune systems can like. Yeah. Get outside and exercise and. Right. Yeah. All of those things that naturally boost your immune system. Right. It's like almost the opposite. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like you have this sort of free capability inside of you if you, and and that's also another thing, right? Like we're searching outside for the answers to pretty much everything. Given there are things that we Mm. can look outside Mm -hmm. for, but it's like you're talking about breath work. I mean, that's inside of my little machine body I got. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like meditation. It doesn't cost a dime. Mm -hmm. The only thing that it, that it costs is time. That's it. That's right. You know? mm-hmm. Like so, there's really no excuse to do it, n- not to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah no you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go do anywhere. Anything, you don't need special wear equipment. Anything special <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, how did you get into this work with breath work? I was searching in 2016. I think is when my inner healing journey really started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was struggling with an eating disorder, mm-hmm. and that was kind of where everything started for me. I started going to therapy. 
and had more of an interest in nutrition. And that's when I went to school for nutrition, got mm-hmm. certified at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. But <clears throat> I felt like I left school with more questions than I had answers. Like it was so, so many different diets, like hundreds of diets that they were talking about. And I tried all these different ones and I was looking for the optimals, perfect health, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I never really noticed anything different when I would switch diets or like I was, I just felt like I couldn't find anything that was right for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I began looking into yoga and meditation and kind of trying a lot of different holistic things. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that searching led me to find the practice of breath work. But it was really interesting because I actually did breath work for my first time after I had tried uh, multiple plant medicines okay. so having these psychedelic experiences with the plant medicine and then coming to find breath work as a practice yeah my first session I I literally thought why does anybody need drugs like yeah. this is literally the same yeah it felt like it for me yeah and I remember it was kind of like a holotropic breath work the first time I ever did it where we're laying down and breathing for 45 or 50 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving that class just feeling like on top of the world, like mm-hmm. so good, so high. Like I'd yeah. never felt that good naturally before in my mm-hmm. life. And I was hooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting. It's I, one thing that I, I noticed about breath work classes is kind of the same thing I notice when it comes to sound bath classes. Mm-hmm. Is that one when you're in in a group filled with all these people, one, you're laying on your back. That's one of the most intimate spaces that you could be in, because that's what you do when you sleep. Yeah, you know, it's a very and vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable space. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and. At the same time, you're with all these people that are doing the same thing. With their blankets and pillows. With their blankets and their pillows. And, you know, typically we save those motions of sleeping or in that motions of sleep, like for ourselves and our partners. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're in this large space with a lot of people that you don't know, automatically there's that vulnerability and then sense of almost like comfort and safety. And I, one thing that I noticed about the breath work when I would go through it and even just being a participant in sound baths is that you feel uh, so much more um, connected to people because you're all doing it together. Mm-hmm. There's just something really powerful about a bunch of people in a space with the intention to heal those parts mm-hmm. of themselves through that type of practice. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like cared for and you feel very nurtured. Yeah, and yeah. then the emotion that gets released too. Like I'm yeah. sure you noticed mm-hmm. that when you had your class with Rob mm-hmm. where it was like yeah. some people crying, some people screaming. Like, yeah you know, someone laughing, like everyone's going through their own journey yeah. together. And yeah. it was cool because at the end he asked um, people who <clears throat> wanted to share their experience to share. Mm. And it was just really, really interesting to hear um, everybody had something different to add and a different type of experience. And mm-hmm. somebody, some people went really personal and like went into like, oh, you know, I'm in recovery or, you know, had personal experiences to share too, which I thought was really, really powerful. And it does help with the cohesion of the group and yeah. that like closeness mm-hmm. yeah. to really understand what your, what your neighbor is going through. Yeah. I think it definitely helps to talk about it too, especially after an experience like that. I remember going to Guy Douglas's sound bath, breathwork sound bath, and they did this thing towards the end where he would build up with the breath. They'd be doing like breathwork that three 
breath thing for uh, about 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. And you feel that build up and he's like banging on the, you know, the, the native drum and, 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 and people are making all these crazy noises. Cause you know, like when people get really into it, (laughs) people start becoming, you know, like different animals. They start crowing, they start barking, Mm -hmm. they start growling like that. There's something inside of them that's coming out. It could just be like that that really intense energy being translated a certain way. And then he stops and all of a sudden people just scream mm. at the top of their lungs. And that was, uh, I remember that memory because that was probably one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had because I let out that scream yeah. and I was literally crying like a baby at the very end because oh you let out gosh. the scream and then it becomes super quiet. And that's like the integration. That's where everybody's just like, yeah, yeah. like quiet. And then I was just like this person crying. I was, I was, I was doing the ugly cry, Jen. Oh no! I, was doing I bet the that ugly felt cry. so good, though. It yeah. felt so good, but I was going through a lot during that time. Yeah. And uh, I was crying so loud they had to get two Reiki healers on me. Oh Aww. my gosh! They were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get this guy." Up yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's so not in your mustache and everything. Yeah, just exactly. The, and it was just, and thing. they were there and they put hands on me and it just, it was coming out. All the emotions were coming out. You know? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So it's like you say, like sometimes those emotions have to come out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. There's been times like that for me too, where I feel like, oh, I've had a sad day. I'm going into this class. I'm going to grab a box of tissues just in case. But sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes yeah. I just want to laugh mm-hmm. and just feel joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you never really know what's going to happen, but it's almost like Every day we wake up and we're new people. We're going through different things, processing different emotions. And so when you come to a breathwork session, it could be anything that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every session's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very, very different. I wanted to ask you about this because when I first started um, doing breathwork, there was this sort of fear that you get um, that I imagine um, a lot of people get where you're you're breathing for Mm -hmm. so long, right? And you start to feel that lightheadedness. And yeah. you start to feel almost like some people's like hands will start curling in. Yeah, yeah mine curl right? in for sure. And yeah. Then yeah. Your body starts to buzz and you almost yeah. feel like you're going to pass out. Yeah. yeah. And so there's, there, there is that fear for me and uh, from other people that have legitimate questions if it was their first time. You ever had anybody or, or one, it's pretty safe, right? But have you ever seen people like just completely pass out? Well, Something you have to remember is that no one's ever died from doing breath work or from breathing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you're laying down, then that's probably the safest place to be. Yeah. Um, nobody in my classes has ever passed out, but yeah. I was friends with this guy who taught breath work on the East Coast. Yeah. And one day he sent, sent me a picture of um, a cut on his head. And he said that he was doing breath work in his chair and he fell over. And hit his head on something like the floor or something on the on whatever. And I've never heard of that happening, but yes. he's the only person that I knew that did that. He was standing up. He was sitting in a chair. Oh, sitting in a chair. Yeah, See, and I he said he fell it. over. I wouldn't do it in a chair. I wouldn't either. I, I never. I think I've only seen people do it laying down, but yeah, I normally teach it when people are laying down. I feel like that's the safest. Yeah, safest. Yeah. yeah. Do you do large groups or just individual? I have, but I actually started teaching breathwork a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I only did about five classes in person before I started doing everything online. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I have had a few like beach classes. I actually did one with Rob. Oh, really? We had over 100 oh, people cool. on Venice Beach. Oh, and that's so, that so was in cool. August. So everyone was in their swimsuits on the beach breathing. How yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I've done a few classes like that. But I always say, you know, go at your own pace. If you feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable, then stop. 
Yeah. And that's what's cool is like I can be the guide, but you have to take it as far as you want to take it. Right. You know, it's like the same with yoga and meditation. Like it's your own practice. So you do what you want with it. Yeah. 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 Very cool. It takes a great amount of trust, I think, um, to have for yourself and for your body to kind of push it. You know, because yeah. there's that feeling, and this is right. This is where the the sort of flight or fight response comes into in, into play in a lot of these practices, because a lot of people go through that sort of panic through things like plant medicine, holotropic breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're sort of pushing the limits and the boundaries of what you imagine possible, there's this thing that happens where the ego starts to come in and says, "You shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Like something bad's going to happen." Yeah. Like you could die. Yeah. And a lot of people listen to that. A lot yeah. of people listen till they sort of like start to push back. They're like, oh, if I go too far, yeah. I'm going to pass out. If I go too far or something, I, I might lose consciousness. Yeah. Because your mind, its job is to keep you safe. Right. And so when you're in a situation that you've never been in before, it's going to be like, wait, hold up. What's going on? Right. You know, yeah. what's this going to feel like? What's going to happen? But that's why it's hard to do it on your own. It's, I think it's really important to do it in classes, at least the first few sessions, so that you have that motivation to keep going because those thoughts will come up. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. When you're not used to it. Yeah. Do you have any like recordings of classes that mm-hmm. kind of like a guided guided meditation, I guess? Yeah, I have yeah. a few. Yeah, I did an, I have an online program actually. It's called okay. the Detox Breathwork Method. Uh-huh. And so it's five days of classes and each day is detoxing something different. So kind of like oh, what cool. I was, yeah, kind of like what I was explaining earlier, like breath work, detoxing the mind of worry and stress. So that's one day, um, detoxing the body and using ancient techniques to help boost your metabolism and um, immune system mm-hmm. and detoxing the emotion. So breathing to actually release emotions out of your body. So it's like a holistic detox yeah. using yeah. breath work. This sounds like the perfect thing for somebody who has just experienced an early breakup. That's mm. true. You know, because yeah. I think about like how um, broken heart really <clears throat> affects your immune system and how hungry you are. Like it just affects your body in so many different ways. Your breathing. Your breathing. Yeah. 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 And your emotions. So yeah. I feel to like release those does. emotions, to, you know, help increase serotonin and norepinephrine so you feel more happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it helps. Yeah. So helps you stay present too, right? Because one thing that happens, I think, especially for example, like a breakup, is you're sort of like trying to circulate all these different memories and different, uh, mm-hmm. like, like cons- the what these, ifs, all the what ifs, like yeah. how how could I have showed up? How why didn't I do this? What's like all it these be what like ifs. now, like yeah. all of that, and your yeah. body like responds to those emotions and it responds to those images with a physiological response. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. coming from like my own experience where when you get so bottled up and, you know, hurt because of a breakup or somebody mistreating you, like you notice your body starts to tense up and mm-hmm. then you're, you're breathing, like you're not, you're not breathing correctly. So mm-hmm. I feel like it definitely makes sense to, breath work would be really powerful for something like that. Yeah, It's kind of like what Dr. Joe Dispenza says, where your body doesn't know the difference. It doesn't. He yeah. talks about creating your future and embodying the feelings of gratitude and happiness and excitement, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same with the past or trauma. When yeah. you're reliving that in your mind all the time, your body doesn't know that it's not happening now. Right. And so it can affect your breathing and your body starts holding on to all this stress and everything. And That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> Something that I teach is that um, you can actually trick your mind into breathing like 
a relaxed person or like a happy person because every breathing pattern and every breathing pace has an emotion related to it mm. and a thought related to it. So when you're in a state of joy and bliss, naturally your breathing pattern is going to be a specific way. Mm. When you're in a state of fear and anger, naturally your breathing is going to be a specific way. So this is going to be really different for every person. I can't tell you like, oh, that's the breath of fear or whatever. Like right. it's not mapped out exactly like that. But if you can actually learn how to breathe like a relaxed person, you can send signals to your mind that you're safe, you're fine, you don't have to worry, everything's okay, and your body responds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the law of manifest. It's like basically like manifesting a healthy breath. Right, that's right. You yeah, I mean? like your breath creates the way that you think. Right. And the way that you think creates how you feel, and how you feel creates your vibration, mm -hmm. and your vibration creates your reality. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can talk about the law of attraction. You can talk about all these things all you want, but it's like, take it another step back, Yeah, you know, bring it back to the breath, which yeah. is really the source of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like, that. a, it's a really powerful thing because it's like, we're, we're dealing with two things when it comes to that sort of primitive brain, the flight or fight response. It's like, there's physical, actual fear. Like if you're in a forest and there's like a tiger running after yeah. you, you know, or like a giraffe uh -huh. or like a, you know, any yeah. number of animals. And then you have emotional <laughs> fear emotional fear, which I think is more prominent these days, yeah. right? And it's like the mind can't tell the difference between what's an actual threat and what is an emotional threat. It's like mm -hmm. that, that, that whatever you think up mm -hmm. has the ability to scare you in the same way. Yeah. yeah. You could even think of it this way. Like imagine you're driving through an intersection and all of a sudden there's a car that comes up to you on the left and you, you look to the left and it might hit you. So all of a sudden what happens to your breath, you take a deep breath in, or you yeah. hold your breath or you're not breathing, yeah. something changes, right? So fast forward a couple of seconds, you make it through the intersection, everything's fine, you're back on your route. And all of a sudden your body just gives you this like sigh of relief, like, oh, we're okay, yeah. I don't have to worry, you know? So now you're tricking your brain mm -hmm. because your brain goes, wait, I thought that I was in danger. I thought that we weren't safe, but your breath, but it, it kind of thinks, oh, I'm breathing like a relaxed person, so I must be okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of the same thing that we can harness and tap into day to day because like you said, there's so many things emotionally in the environment, things that we don't even realize that are stressing our body out. Mm -hmm. Even something like driving in a car, like oh, yeah. putting our physical body in this machine going 60 miles an hour down the highway is actually very new to the human race. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people that are scared of driving still. Mm. Yeah. I know a lot of people that don't drive on the freeway at all and will take side streets and wow. inconvenience themselves. Like, yeah, it's not natural. Yeah. Like, hey, I'll be there in five hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the one all the way down. It's like, oh, Jen's coming. I'll have to move this dinner to <clears throat> four hours from now. Yeah, 10 p.m. Yeah, actually, we'll move it to Thursday instead of Tuesday. Just send an Uber. <laughs> I actually have a really dysfunctional story about how I learned how to drive on the freeway. Really? Yeah, I'm going to share it because it's, it's kind of funny. Okay. So my dad is, um, I have very, very young parents. So, um, and my dad's like a big drinker and a big partier. And as a kid, um, we went everywhere. Like 
our parents did not adjust their schedule for us. Like we adjusted our schedule for whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. So I would go to the bar with my dad sometimes and hang out. So I'm from the South and in Texas, you can go to the bar with your parents if you're under 21. What? So yeah, you can't oh, wow. drink, but you can well, be you there. Can go. Yeah. You play can darts. be there as long as, yeah, play darts and pool and whatever. It's not like a place for kids. <laughs> Most right. people don't bring their kids, but um, that's why I preface this with it's dysfunctional. Yeah. So um, I was like 13 and um, my dad got a, a Mustang convertible and he just thought he was hot shit, right? It was like uh-huh. red with a white top uh-huh. and got fucking wasted at the bar. <laughs> so um, he was like, hey, you're driving home. And I'm like, I'm driving home. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're driving home. And I was like, oh, and I knew that the only way home was to take the freeway. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've never driven on the freeway. He's like, well, you got to learn sometime. So he gets in the back seat in the back seat. Okay. And I'm driving. And then he had a big bottle of Crown Royal. Wait, how old were you again? 13. Okay. <laughs> so he puts it in the front seat and then he puts the seat belt over the bottle of Crown Royal and he sits in the back. <laughs> we've got the top down and I'm going like 40 on the freeway. And he's like, you're going to get ran over. You got to go faster than that. So I'm like going faster. And I was so fucking nervous. <laughs> oh my yeah. Gosh. And we made it. We didn't die. Your, Crown Royal didn't die either. Your dad's, was, not Hunter, a on. Your dad's not Hunter S. Thompson, right? <laughs> no. Are you sure? No. But sounds like some crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's something else. So yeah, sounds um, like a Texas father. Yeah. He's totally a Texas father. So uh, yeah. So that's how I learned how to drive on the freeway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That is a good story. <laughs> yeah. That is a really, really good story. You know, the thing about breath work, um, cause I, I traditionally study like Hinduism and Vaita Vedanta, like Eastern spirituality and talk a lot about breath work. And the one thing about breath work is that, um, everything comes out of it. Like language doesn't exist without breath, right? Mm. Like how we communicate doesn't exist without breath. Basically the breath is our connection to the natural world around us, right? It's like our body is taking something from its natural environment, bringing it into our natural bodies. And it is sort of like this really intimate dance that goes on between us and nature. So it just shows like how part of nature we really are and how, how much we actually need nature to exist. But Mm-hmm. Interesting thing about when when they talk about meditation, which is, you know, like the breath isn't a conceptual thing. It's like a fact. Everything in nature has breath. And the reason why this is so prolific and powerful is that somebody with a really busy egoic mind, where their mind is just, and this is where I think breath work or meditation really helps a lot of those people that can't stop the inner chatter. When you start really focusing on the breath, there's not a conceptual sort of framework for the ego to grab onto. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like the breath is something that's happening. It actually happens whether or not you want it to or not. Mm -hmm. And your willingness to focus on it or not focus on it doesn't make any difference to the fact that like you need breath in order to survive. But the, Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about breath is that once you focus on the breathing, because you're not dealing with language or you're not talking about concepts or dogmas or ideology, all these things that get us really confused in life, you're getting to a very natural process. It'd be the mm-hmm. same as like being amongst the trees in nature. Like nature doesn't have a story. It just does what it does. And I feel like if we like really focus on the breath, we can come to that same conclusion. It just yeah, does what it I does. Yeah, I love that so much. And that's the part of the reason why I love breath work too is because after studying all these diets and trying yoga and all these different things, right? It's like, it doesn't matter what diet or what political stance or what your race is or what your status is or anything like that. We can always just breathe. 
Like we all have this and we all need it. And it, it unites us all mm-hmm. in yeah. such a way that like, you know, back to the ego, our mind wants to attach to all these different titles and things, right? To keep mm-hmm. us separate. But it's like the breath is the one thing that unites in every area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's a really good um, Jay Shetty quote in that book, Think Like a Monk. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, the only thing that stays with you from the moment you're born until the moment you die is your breath. Mm-hmm. I, was yeah. like, I, was, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Get a Jay. Yeah, go get a Jay. <laughs> Yeah, he's so you even it. say things like um, you can go four days without water or a week without food or a couple of yeah. weeks without food, but only four minutes without your breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. when you look at it that way, it's like it really is the base of everything. Yeah. 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 That is your life force. Mm-hmm. Unless you're David Blaine and you're doing crazy shit like holding your breath for like 30 minutes. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's so nuts. Did you uh, listen to that Joe Rogan with David Blaine? Yeah, I, oh, I, I, and shortly after, um, do you know how he did that whole, that his last stunt where he had like all the balloons and he like took like all these balloons out into like the, the firmament basically yeah. as close into space as you possibly could. Yeah. And it's interesting because he had to develop, I don't know, we maybe practice the Wim Hof, Wim Hof method or something like that. Mm-hmm. He had to like through the entire process, you can actually go on YouTube and find it, but the only reason he survived that high into the sky is because he was doing something by increasing and decreasing the amount of CO2 and oxygen in his blood. Mm-hmm. Because after you get so high, I think it's like the amount of pressure, yeah, the amount of pressure yeah. that you experience, you have to sort of elevate your body to get to that point. And the only reason why he didn't die is because he was doing this entire time. He was like, he had like a little meter and he was like, <laughs> and he, he made it happen. That is so crazy. Yeah, that's is super crazy. Yeah, so he's he, a trip. Yeah, and and he ended up he he and he made it back down. He made it back down. He got so high he was able to almost right before the, the atmosphere burned him up. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard of that. That I'll guy have to look is it up. a beast. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what does your breathwork um, practice look like right now? I mean, we're obviously in quarantine, right? We're all kind of trying to make the best mm-hmm. of what we do. Do yeah. you hold like public classes or is this something that you, is it something that you could successfully do through Zoom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of last year in 2020, I was doing Zoom classes. Yeah. Um, it's a bit harder for me to do them because it's, I just like being with people yeah. Yeah. and being in the same space. But I do a lot of sessions like one-on-one sessions over Zoom or group classes over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm kind of focusing on um, more like evergreen type digital products, I guess, like yeah. audios and courses and things like that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the internet's so cool because mm-hmm. we get to reach so many people. That's and just true. a couple of days ago, I realized that I've taught breathwork to clients in over eight countries. Mm-hmm. Wow, eight how countries. cool. Yeah. Wow. So um, I think that's really amazing to be able to reach that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really um, is. I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, and I you actually know. started teaching online in November and the pandemic came in, I guess, March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a few months before I was kind of already prepared for that, which is really good. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's how, I'm, how I've been doing them lately. Mm, that's yeah. very, very cool. Yeah, I noticed for like a long time when I was young, I would do that whole breathing from my chest thing. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it, you know, I was like, you don't realize it for so long. And then um, I actually had uh, a bout of panic disorder in like my really, really early youth. 
And uh, I went through, it, it was a really great catalyst for change because mm-hmm. it, it allowed me to go into all these different um, areas of spirituality in order to try and find the answer to that. Yeah. And uh, one of those things came up with uh, like breathing and breath work and meditation and learning how to properly breathe. And also not focusing, not because there's a, there's a difference between like mindfully focusing on your breath and being super OCD about how you breathe. Because I noticed like uh, with some people that go through panic disorder, mm-hmm. like people that have panic attacks a lot, they start to freak out and they start to like overly pay attention to how they breathe. Yeah. And then they actually end up creating a panic attack in themselves. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if it's something that you guys have experienced where it's like, suddenly you feel that panic come over you and then all of a sudden you're paying attention making sure it doesn't happen like you're making Mm. sure that that panic attack doesn't happen so you start like really overly focusing on your breathing but what ends up happening is that you don't even realize you're doing it from your chest yeah absolutely right and then you you know you get that fear you're going to pass out and it wasn't until i started you know taking up the the practices that you're talking about and the practices Mm -hmm. that you offer where i started realizing like how much i wasn't breathing as deeply Mm -hmm. as i could yeah. That's what a lot of people say to me Yeah, after they do a class or a session or something like that with me. They say, oh, I just never realized how much I was holding my breath. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never realized that I was just breathing from my chest until you oh, <laughs> talked yeah. about it tonight. <laughs> so as I've been sitting here, I've been trying to like breathe from my stomach and I'm like, whoa, this is so weird. Yeah. So yeah. Weird. It's so like it feels so really different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Right, imagine you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you're like, well, I'm a completely different person. Whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> All because I wasn't breathing the right way. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming in. You have been a wonderful guest. Um, if there was one thing that you could leave with our listeners, what would that be? One thing. Or a couple things. Series of things. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. A stream of thought. Collection of conscious, mindful thoughts. I think it's that... There's nothing really outside of you that you need besides your breath, in my opinion. I know that sounds super like new agey and weird and what does she even mean by that? But I think <laughs> I think when you really come back to it and tap into it and have a practice of your own, you realize that, you know, everything else is just extra mm-hmm. and it's fun and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. it's like it's it's just really coming back to the source of who you really are. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. We're constantly looking for things outside of ourselves. Yes. Maybe without even realizing it. Um, and I think that's the most beautiful part about the breath is that it brings you to what you have. You have everything you need. Yes. Yeah. You have everything you need inside of you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I that's love beautiful. that. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing I really appreciate about like the type of work is that you have just like a presence to you. Yeah, You're you very, do. very... Uh, Easy going, really easy yeah. to be around. You have a very pleasant energy. Thank yeah, you. You are pleasant very pleasant. Demeanor. I don't think I always used to be like that. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. Um, the breath has really helped me to come into that present moment. Really? Oh, it's still awesome. a struggle. Yeah. 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 But it's it's just a reminder of like being here. This is yeah. all that matters. This is all we have. Right. Yeah. 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 That's really inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank you for having me. And a little bit of your me. magic and yeah. your yeah. practice. Definitely. Absolutely. You're so welcome. I do have some more information on breathwork on audrebear.com. Uh-huh. So Wonderful. you can check that out. And then I also have an album on Spotify. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, it's called Spire. And it's seven tracks. And each track is specifically designed for different energy centers within uh-huh. the body. Um, and the whole album is about 27 minutes. So it's a guided breathwork 
oh, cool. um, album. So you can go through and do all the exercises. How awesome. Yeah. Cool. How do you spell Spire. the spire? S-P-I-R-E? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What's a great name? Audra Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spire is the root Latin word mm-hmm. uh, for spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Or breath. And um, it's also the word in inspiration, respiration. And yeah, yeah. I just love that. I love that too. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And then um, also your uh, your social media handles are at Audra Bear. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. Just Audra Bear across the board. Across the board. Easy yep. enough. Yeah. yeah. She's got a lot of really amazing work on there. She talks a lot about breath work. Um, she has a lot of really, really great video and content. So yeah. de- definitely check it out. Yeah. Check her out. Thank you. Yeah thank, yeah. You, yeah. thank you again for coming in. Definitely. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. Thank you're you. welcome anytime. Uh, anytime you want to come into the studio and just hang out with us. Great. We like Good it. to know. We, we do have uh, some friend of the podcast sort of episodes. So nice. if you're in the neighborhood, let Amazing. us know. Amazing. Thank you. We'll talk about what's going on. Thank you guys for tuning in to Divine Nobody's podcast. You can find this episode also on YouTube. Um, we're going to be posting the video there. If you guys want to circle back and watch all three of us do breath work, that'd be something to check out. <laughs> you know, you can also um, find us on all the major platforms. You can go directly to our website, but check us out on Instagram. We have all of our content down there. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, right? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe out there. <laughs> that was because of Mercury retrograde. It was retrograde. Gotcha. Retrograde got me. Got me in my language. Breathe deep, just like Audrey Bear says. Breathe deep. That's right. Yeah. Breathe hard. Namaste, Anyways, friends. Namaste, friends. <laughs> <laughs>